As a young Jack Sprat, I was pretty lean. I was small potatoes, just a green string bean. I'm a country bunk, it turned scurvy nay. Just a pumpkin from the patch on the latest wave. Not a patch of me, I, I mean a patch where I grew. Where the seed was planted for the ocean blue. So shiver me timbers and treasure bestowed. I make a mean slice of pumpkin pie a la mode. Sing it out. Like a yo-yo, sing it out. Welcome to episode 151 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, I talk to Fred, and Fred plays the ukulele. But he doesn't just play the ukulele, he's a one-man band. What is it? What is a one-man band? Well, you're going to have to listen to Fred so that he can explain to all of us what it is to be a one-man band. And if you like that song you just heard, it's called Captain Jack-O-Lantern, The Pumpkin Pirate, and it's on Fred's new album called Ukulele One-Man Band. And you can hear that whole song at the very end of the show. Fred was really fun to talk to. He was filled with enthusiasm and joy and fun, and I it, it it brought me up. It was really fun to talk to him. I really, really enjoyed it. And I think you're going to like hearing from him too. So I guess, you know, like 151 episodes, we just hit the 150 mark. It's a lot of podcasts and they're all available and they're all free. So if you miss something, you can go back and find it. Just go to Good Stuff Pod or go to Apple Podcasts or go to Stitcher or Radio Public or wherever you get your pods. They're all there. Every single episode for free. Lots and lots and lots of good stuff. And Fred totally counts. So here is my conversation with Fred, followed by his song, Captain Jack Lantern, The Pumpkin Pirate. You're going to love it. Thank you for listening. If you want to reach me, Mike at GoodStuffPod.com. That's the email or social media at symbol GoodStuffPod. I will, I will write back. I will. That is my promise. Okay? Enough about me promising to write back. Let's talk to Fred. Good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Good Stuff Kids podcast, my new buddy, Fred. Fred, how are you today? Hey, Mike. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great, too. So how do you spell Fred? I mean, I know because I'm looking <laughs> at it, but like, just fill us in if we're not, if we're not all on, uh, on the call together. Yeah, I, I spell it P-H-R-E-D-D, and a lot of people ask me, is that really how you spell your name? And I say, well, it really is when I'm playing the ukulele and doing music. Um, it's something I started doing when I was in high school just to be goofy, and it just kind of stuck. And I had a friend who used to call me the artist currently known as Fred, <laughs> and um, so I, I love having my kid persona be that Fred. That's great. So we have uh, we have some ground to cover. Um, let's go back. Let's go back because I, I the, the way that people get to where they are is is pretty cool and can be a really inspiring part of of doing this particular podcast for me. Like I love to hear the backstory and I think that people get a kick out of like hearing how people got to this particular place. So so take us back. How long have you been doing music? I've played music all my life. I started playing trumpet when I was five, picked up my brother's trumpet, and I could make a pretty decent sound out of it. And so I started getting lessons, and I taught myself how to play a bunch of other instruments. And when I was a kid, my goal was I wanted to be able to play every instrument there was. Well, I'm not quite that talented, so... (laughs) 
I know how to play maybe a dozen or more, so I've tried a bunch of different instruments. I could play, you know, guitar, and I could play bass, and I could play bassoon and trumpet and harmonica and, and of course, ukulele and a bunch of other things. And so, yeah, that, that dream as a kid of wanting to play everything has sort of coalesced into just being this now ukulele one-man band. Right, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But did you have other... Uh other musical incarnations before being Fred, the, the very, very fun kids and family artist played in different rock and roll garage bands growing up, played in a lot of different, you know, groups and stuff like that. And, but I did, I, I sang for more adults, um, maybe high schoolers for a while. And then a friend asked me if I would sing for some kids and I sang for them and it's funny the songs that the adults would look at me with funny expressions and not quite get the kids got uh-huh. so that's when i realized ah this is i'm home this is my audience nice um so as fred what is your primary what's your primary instrument ukulele okay and, and um so the thing about ukulele that that i don't think people know is it's not just like there's not just one ukulele, right? There's like <laughs> a few different kinds of ukuleles. So I, I love uh, when we can incorporate kind of a teachable moment. So if you wouldn't mind, um, just if you could explain the difference between a couple of the different kinds, if that's okay. Sure. The ukulele has four strings, um, and generally it comes in four different sizes. You have soprano, which is the standard size that most people are familiar with. Concert, which is just a little bit bigger. Tenor, which is just a little even bit bigger than that. And they are all tuned the same, uh, G, C, E, A. Or as some people say, my dog has please. Uh-huh. And then you have a baritone ukulele that is more like the four treble strings of a guitar. Uh-huh. Additionally, on those four different sizes, you can kind of get hybrids where you can have a banjo ukulele. So it plays and is tuned like a ukulele, but it has a banjo head and has the banjo sound. Or I also have a six string guitar lately so it would be like taking your guitar and capoing it at the fifth fret but it's a ukulele it's built like a ukulele it's lighter it's got the nylon strings um and i have a cigar box ukulele and i have an electric ukulele and so i just i i used to play the guitar and i used to say well i'm a guitar player who could play the ukulele now I pretty much say I'm a ukulele player who plays the guitar if I have to. Uh-huh. Wow. So what is it about ukulele that that makes it, you know, like I know that these things happen gradually, right? So I'm sure it wasn't like one day you're like, I'm going to switch and now I'm a ukulele player. But, <laughs> but what do you think it is about the ukulele that sort of gradually turned it into your primary instrument? Well, I bought one pretty cheaply and that I would say is one of the big selling points all the way around. They are very inexpensive. You can buy a decent instrument for a pretty low price. Um, secondarily, they're so portable. You could take them anywhere, especially the Sopranos. You can, you, you could take them anywhere you go. Uh, four strings, four fingers seemed easier to uh-huh. me than, than the guitar. But then I would say the number one thing is just the sound. There, yeah. There's just such a great, happy, pleasing, joyful, alluring sound 
that the ukulele has. And so many people, you know, think about it as a Hawaiian instrument and that Hawaiian sound, which is fantastic. But I, I love that you could play any kind of music with it. Um, you could play rock music, you could play folk music, you could play reggae music, you could play anything with it. It, it is quite versatile. And so I've heard people say, well, it, it's easy to learn, it's difficult to master. And, and that's probably true to some degree of any instrument. But I just, I love the sound and playing for kids you know anywhere i play kids see i'm playing the ukulele they just love how little it is and how it looks and how it sounds yeah it's totally accessible i think that's the one of the great things about it you you really nailed that um how okay. about you do you play mike i do play i play uh i play guitar i play djembe i play bass um i also play a little ukulele um but i i i have a ukulele and for all the reasons that you said it's portable can take it anywhere um it sounds great uh and kids love it absolutely yeah. like it's it's yeah. uh it, it's not intimidating you know like a guitar can be intimidating oh, exactly. and you're like oh don't touch uh, oh oh that'll hurt you but like there's <laughs> nothing uh there's nothing like that with the with the ukulele um so tell me about being uh, you also play harmonica i think right and then I you do. also play x y and z and all of that <laughs> comes together to make you a ukulele one-man band so tell us about that setup and and let's dig into that just a little bit because i'm fascinated my wife and i have eight kids and <laughs> my kids when they were little would come out and do shows with me sing along play instruments do hand motions have fun ride along in the car so it was always great times because with having a big family you didn't always get a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with the kids and that was great one-on-one -on -one time driving in the car and spending time together and of course we'd always stop to eat somewhere get ice cream and so so those are fun memories mm -hmm. pretty much as the kids would grow up and they'd get to college age i would lose them <laughs> uh, yeah. no longer singing with dad was any you know was cool <laughs> and, and so because we had a pretty wide span from the oldest to the youngest about 20 years uh, i could uh, i could have quite a few friends and band members you know helping me out as i went along and my next to youngest son zach just recently started college so i sort of lost my last uh, helper uh -huh. so it, it just worked out time wise that all right well i'm gonna do this by myself and I love the sound of the ukulele, but it does not make a whole lot of sound, especially when, you know, as compared to a band. So I, I, I had played harmonica for a long time, but I wanted to get better at it. So I decided one day, a couple of years back, okay, I am just going to learn how to play this thing right. And so I, I started, you know, listening to blues albums and listening to different plays. And because I was a trumpet player before, I think, I kind of looked at it as it was my solo instrument. So the ukulele is my rhythm guitar. The harmonica is sort of my trumpeter or my lead guitar. Mm -hmm. And then I have a friend, Stephen Courtney, that I play in a band with. He's also a kids artist. Oh. And he has a suitcase kick drum. Okay. And so I said to my son, Zach, could you make me a, a suitcase kick drum like Steve's? And he did. And it took me a little while to get the hang of doing all three of them. But once I did, that part of my brain kind of locked in and I just loved the sound because it wasn't 
just the ukulele it wasn't just a heart it, it, it sounded sort of like a fuller band and it puts out a good amount of noise and similar to how kids love the ukulele kids love looking at this suitcase and hey that's his drum you know yeah they come up afterwards and want to try it out and so it's a novelty but yet it puts out a great sound yeah and it, it sort of rounds it together so can you just give us like try to explain what the suitcase drum looks like so we can get a little bit of a visual i found an old masonite uh suitcase at at the goodwill paid like nine dollars for it and uh then my son zach put a little pedestal on the bottom so a flat piece of plyboard then a two by four and then uh attach the suitcase to that two by four and then the flat piece on the bottom the plywood is what i can attach the foot pedal to mm -hmm. so you just have a suitcase that has a little pedestal on the bottom that i can attach the 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 foot pedal to and then i mic that and i play it just like a kick drum on on any drum drum kit and what's also great is I, when I'm done with the show, I open it up, put my foot pedal in there, <laughs> yeah. put my tambourine in there, I put my harmonicas in there, and boom, I'm on my way. Boom, you're on your way. It's all about <laughs> ease of use. <laughs> it sure is. I mean, it's sure so. Is. So what I think is fascinating is, I mean, it's it's a fortuitous timing. I'm thinking a little bit about like, well, what can I do? How can I make you know fill out my own sound if I'm doing stuff on my own? And I'm like sort of thinking about it at the opposite side of things, which is like, oh, maybe I'll get like a looper pedal and I'll like set all these things up and I'll get some apps and I'll be able to like do it that way. But I think that your way is is sort of the uh, the real way to do it because you're doing it all on your own. You're not looping anything. You're playing everything in real time as it happens. So I, I guess the question that I have based on that is, if you had to put like a, a number of hours that you practice to, to feel confident to go out and, and to do it in a public setting, what would you say the uh, the amount of time was for you to feel like it was <laughs> second nature and you weren't thinking about it so much? Because it seems impossible uh, to me. Yeah, well, I sort of had to take that leap at some point because it, it didn't, Mike, it didn't come natural. It wasn't like, oh, here I am, I'm, I'm accomplished. It, you kind, I kind of had to get that place where I said, well, sort of like anything when you're performing i'll have to go make a fool of myself a couple of times <laughs> to see if this is something i could really do in front of people you know and something because you know how it is you're performing for people and it seems like it seems like you're not really thinking about it but you're like well i'm thinking of the words i'm thinking of the chords yeah. oh i'm looking at that guy chewing gum I'm, exactly that little that little kid's picking his nose <laughs> oh you know whatever you're and so you're distracted and and so there, there's a, there's just some point that unless you're doing it in front of people, you don't know if you can really do it. So I had practiced it some at home, and I had already been playing my uke and my harp. So so I had that. But just getting that kick down seemed so sometimes counterintuitive because I'm not – while I could play per, some percussion instruments, I'm not really a drummer. Uh -huh. So I think it was a good – you know, it was a good six months of playing in front of people until I was like – yeah, I think we're going to stick with this. I uh, like it. Nice. Okay, good. Six months. I like that. Six months. We we can do anything <laughs> for six months. Okay. So. Well, and, and again, it wasn't like I, I had arrived or even have now. I mean, there's days where it's like, yeah, just Fred, just stick to the one and three beats here because don't try anything fancy. And then there's days where I'm like, whoa, I stopped thinking about it and I was pretty good. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, muscle memory, right? Like there's something about muscle yeah, exactly. memory. Yeah, so sometimes thinking about it is the worst thing. In- yeah. I think that the advice is if we're going to get some advice from Fred, it's just don't think about it. <laughs> just, just don't think you. about it. You'll be better if you just don't focus on it. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we're going to get to the new record uh, momentarily, but um, before we started rolling, you told me that it was your ninth record, which is it is tremendous. Um, so when did you start, like, when was the first record that, that came out and, and I guess like how have things changed from then to now? Oh man. I mean, which is things like, a, so yeah. Yeah. 2000, I think was when I, my first one came out and, uh, it was called a Wooga and boy, things have changed so much now because you can record at home and, you know, you can record in your computer and there's disc makers and it's easy to put stuff up online and um, it's changed a lot. Uh-huh. And and I think the internet, you know, look at me and you. Here we are talking and we're friends and, and we get to know each other and you're doing this podcast and you're making it available all over the world. Right. When I started, that didn't exist. Right. You know, right. that just wasn't out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and even looking at like the, your album covers, I think there's one in particular that really shows how things, uh, things have changed, right? I'm looking at a uh, Fred Tastic from 2009. It looks like the cover of the record is like a, a Facebook page. <laughs> so, it is. And that was right when Facebook, you know, had kind of become a thing. Yeah. And so I was like, Hey, I'm going to make this like Facebook. Cause again, you know, Facebook for all its foibles is great because you're making connections with people. It's right. community. It's it's a way it's a way to get to know people. And so I've made a lot of great friends. And not only that, I've been able to keep up with friends throughout the world that I've met. I see their kids grow up. I see them get married. I see, you know, I right. I hear about if they're sick or if they've had an accident or you know whatever. So. So, yeah, there's certainly things about Facebook and social media that sometimes drive me crazy. But, man, if you just look at it as a chance to connect with people and a chance to stay connected with people, I love that part of it. Yeah, um, it's definitely double edged, right? As you sort of hinted yeah. at it's it's amazing to be able to be in contact with all these people from different ages and stages of life. But then there's like the personal to it, which is like, how much do I share? And right. right. So we don't need to get into that, but I think it's just, it's interesting. So uh, one thing I forgot to ask right at the beginning is where are you located? We are in South uh, Central Pennsylvania in the Lancaster County area. A lot of people know this area as being famous for having a big Amish and Mennonite community. Okay. Um, We live in a rural area. I live in a town called Mount Joy, Pennsylvania. And we've lived, my wife and I have lived here our whole lives. And um, we love it here. Great. Well, it's amazing to be able to be in one place. Not a lot of people have that as a... uh as an opportunity or, or, you know, because of the way the thing, the way that life takes them. Okay. So let's, let's shift our gears a little bit and let's talk about your brand new record or fairly brand new. I think, um, 2018, I think it was like January 12th or so that this record yeah. came out. Um, and it's called yeah. ukulele one man band. So tell, I guess, tell me like, is this a departure in any way from other stuff that you've done? Or is it just like continuing to t- 
to grow and and mature as an artist while maintaining like the sense of joy, which, you know, comes out just in the song titles, right? Like dinosaurs, unicorns, and Neanderthals, like as one example. Um, <laughs> but, but like, how is this record, how does it fit into the, uh, into the overall picture of Fred? You know, I'm going to say that it is a departure, but it's also a growth. I mean, it's ukulele songs. It's, it's songwriting. I love writing songs. Um, I, I've written uh, a good amount of them with uh, a, a friend of mine, Steve Courtney. He and I write a lot of songs for each other. And I mentioned earlier, I play in his band, and he's a very talented guy. And so we write a lot of songs together. But I just love, I love getting an idea in my head and then writing that song. Um, and I've always played multiple instruments on in some of my albums, but on, where I would say this is a departure is I wanted to take that ukulele one-man band. I wanted to play that harmonica, ukulele, suitcase drum, and I wanted to actually play them live and have that be the uh, sort of the structure to all the songs. So yeah, I could add in trumpet. Yeah, I could add in other percussion or other vocals or guitar. Or, you know, I played bass on, on most of them, but which it was a ukulele bass, by the way, which I forgot to oh. mention earlier, that they do make a baritone ukulele sized ukulele bass that yeah. has sort of rubbery strings and i have one and I, so i played ukulele bass on this album as well huh. so where it was growth yeah with ukulele it was songwriting it was trying to uh just spread joy and make people happy with music the departure was saying okay i'm gonna do a lot of this live with those three pieces and and singing and see how much of it I can do that way and and try to capture that sound that I was producing in concert. Yeah. So I listened to it with headphones on and everything sounds great. You know, it's not like Thank like you. the, the be I mean this is, you know, pardon Fred and I for being a little nerdy at the moment, but like <laughs> the balance is great. The bass is really good. Like the, thank you. However, that was recorded. It sounds like the bass of the kick, right. Of the suitcase drum, but yeah, the, the that's my suitcase. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I was like, okay, like someone's playing bass, you know, I was picturing, um, you know, someone playing electric bass, but to know that it's the bass of Lele for lack of a better word. Um, <laughs> yeah. it sounds awesome. I had no idea those sounded oh, that thank good. thank you. Yeah. Yeah, those, this is a Kala, K-A-L-A, and they are actually a California company, and they make a lot of ukuleles. They have this ukulele bass, and like I said, it sort of has the rubbery strings, and it takes a little bit to get used to it, but it has it has a, uh, a direct uh, pickup in it, and I plugged it in, and I found the settings that I liked, and... And boy, it just, it kind of has that upright bass sound to yeah, it. And yeah. just once I kind of locked into that sound, I, I loved playing it. So thank you for the compliment. I, I really, the funny thing is, is um, I didn't, hate to say this, but I didn't put a ton of time into this. It's not like <laughs> I sat down and said, okay, I've got, you know, hundreds of hours. I like I said I have kids I have a job I'm doing I'm we're busy so it was sort of like okay I've got two hours right now I'm gonna do I'm gonna let's go knock out a song uh -huh. and and there would be days where I would just go well you know what yes I could probably go back and do that again and maybe do it again but really that's probably about at the top of my talent level so I'm just gonna <laughs> leave it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Amazing. Uh, so there's there's 17 songs and um, I've listened to the whole record and it's really good. Um, I want to I want to encourage everyone to go listen to it all the way through because it, it does exactly what you said. Like it, it just brought it brings joy. Right. Like I, I could hear the happiness in the music. And usually like I, I um, there's like a couple songs that I keyed into. Um, so, I, I mean, if you wouldn't mind just just saying a word or two about uh, two in particular, the first was uh, Dogged If I Know, um, which I just thought was yeah. like, pretty clever. What was the where did that one come from? My friend Steve Courtney and I wrote that together and dogged if I know was sort of a, a phrase that we used to use, you know, hey, uh, how did that happen or where, where, whatever happened to that guy or dogged if I know, you know, just sort of an offhanded comment that we're like, hey, we could use that. Uh -huh. And a lot of the times the way Steve and I write songs is through email. Uh -huh. So we'll get an idea for a title, dogged if I know. Yeah. And I'll send him the first line. I'll be dogged if I know. He'll send me back the next line. I'll send him back the next line. And what it becomes is we're not really songwriting anymore. We're actually trying to crack the other person up. Oh, great. So, That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, I get up really early in the morning. So I get up early in the morning and I'd get one from Steve and it would have his line. And I would try to counter with a line that I knew when he'd open it, it would make him laugh. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole idea of I'll be dogged if I know. It, you know, whether, it, you know, the cat's got your tongue or, or how to stifle a yawn or whatever is yeah. I'm trying to surprise him so that when he sees that next line, it didn't go anywhere where he thought it was going to. And it made him laugh. That's so that was the idea. Nice. OK, then the other one was um, Captain Jack-O-Lantern, the Pumpkin Pirate. So what I liked about this one is it felt familiar like the sort of the yo-ho piece felt really familiar, but what you were doing around that I thought was very, very interesting and different. So tell us a little bit about that particular piece. Uh, I have a friend who has a radio show in North Carolina and he put out a call um, uh, for Halloween songs and uh -huh. I did not have a Halloween song. And so I, I started thinking, well, we love carving creative jack-o'-lanterns at Halloween. I didn't want to do your typical monster, mash, scary, vampire, Frankenstein thing. I, I thought, well, Halloween for us a lot of times is going out and picking out that cool pumpkin and then saying, well, what face am I going to carve on this? And then we carve the pumpkins all together as a family. And then we set them outside and we put candles on them and we take pictures and we just get a kick out of, uh, you know, being creative with those. And I love to write songs about pirates. I don't know what it is about the free spirit <laughs> of pirates. I, I have a song called My Mom is a Pirate. And bless her heart, my mom turns 92 this year. Wow. And I like to tease and tell people in concert that, you know, when I was a kid growing up, my mom worked at the bank. But I just found out long ago, before there were cars, before there were planes, before there was, you know, the Internet or electricity, my mom was a pirate. You know, and kids get a big kick out <laughs> yeah, of that. Yeah, but they love that. And it's just a reminder that our moms can be strange and weird and funny, and we might not quite get them or know, even know everything about their history, but we should still love our moms no matter Absolutely, what. Definitely. So I took that same pirate thing, and of course you have jack-o'-lanterns and Jack, Captain Jack the pirate, yep. and suddenly the little light went on in my head, and I said, that's it. I'm going to take a story about a pirate 
Captain Jack-O-Lantern, uh, the pumpkin pirate of the seven seas. And that's how that song was born. And from there, it, it just was, it just came out because, you know, I could see the whole thing. You know, yeah. I could just see him and, and what he looked like and what he did. And, and the fact that at the end he sort of retires to play ping pong with his kids and his, and his mates. I don't know where that came from, but something <laughs> about that tickled me yeah. to no end. You know, you can't be a pirate forever. It, when you get older, it's hard <laughs> yeah. to be a pirate. So even pirates, you settle yeah. down and you play ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Well, so the new album is awesome. Ukulele, one man band. Um, so Fred, how can we how can we find you and, and how can we keep up with you and all of the, the amazing music that you make? Um, the album is available anywhere. It's on iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby, uh, Spotify, anywhere that you can do it. Just type in Fred, P-H-R-E-D-D. -D. You'll find it. I do have a website. It's Fred Central. So it's Fred spelled P-H-R-E-D-D, central.com. You can find me, Fred, P-H-R-E-D-D, -D, at Facebook. Um, so, yeah, I would love for you to check it out. I have some fun songs uh, on there that I think people would really enjoy. And I've really been, for me, I've really been happy uh, with the response that I've gotten, um, you know, from the kid community, from the ukulele community. From yeah. And you might not realize it, but again, uh, the power of the internet, there, there's a one-man band community out there. So there? I've actually had one-man band people come out, you know, contact me, go, hey, I love what you're doing. So that kind of makes it fun too. That does. That's amazing. Fred, thank you for all of the music that you've put into the world and for bringing the joy uh it was uh it was a blast to talk to you thanks so much mike thank you for doing this podcast thanks for doing good stuff kids and i just love that you want to pass this along to kids and families and and i i want to thank you so much for the opportunity it was great to get to talk with you all right no problem talk to you soon So there you have it, Fred, ukulele, one-man band. And if that didn't make you happy and bring a smile to your face and want to check out Fred's music, well, then I don't know what to tell you. Thanks again to Fred for reaching out, and thanks to you, the listeners, for listening to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. If you want to support me and the stuff that I'm doing here, the literal good stuff that I'm trying to bring to the people, then maybe write a review on Apple Podcasts. That'd be cool. I'd appreciate that. All right, we'll talk to you really, really soon. I hope you enjoyed the 150th episode stretch with Andy Z and then Kenji Lopez Alt's Good Morning, Good Morning song, and then Fred. Fred's a part of this too. 150 episodes. Really loving it. Really, really fun. Okay? Okay, thank you. And now here is Fred's song, the, oh my goodness, it is Captain Jack-O-Lantern, the Pumpkin Pirate. Thematic because it's almost Halloween, you know? Giggity! 
download our songs, they're pretty great. Yeah, on the side I sing, it's pretty nice. My rock star name is Pumpkin Spice. Sing it out. Yeah. Like a yo-yo, sing it out. Ahoy. Like Chips Ahoy, sing it out. Go spit me eye, sing it out. As a young Jack Sprat, I was pretty lean. I was small potatoes, just a green string bean. I'm a country bunk, it turned scurvy nay. Just a pumpkin from the patch on the latest wave. Not a patch of me eye, I mean a patch where I grew. Where the seed was planted for the ocean blue. So shiver me timbers and treasure bestowed. I make a mean slice of pumpkin pie a la mode. Sing it out. Like a yo-yo, sing it out. Ahoy. A tips ahoy, sing it out. Ahoy. Spin me eye, sing it out. Now I Tired. Yeah, I fled that scene, settled down with my crew, and I married the queen. I played ping pong with my kids and my mateys, something I could do well into my 80s. You could be like me if you choose to swashbuckle, there's treasure to find. You can make people chuckle, Captain Jack O'Lantern is who I be. I'm the pumpkin pirate of the seven seas, sing it out. Yo, like a yo-yo, sing it out. Ahoy, like chips ahoy, sing it out. Ahoy, go spit me eye, sing it out. Yar, 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 sing it out. Yo, like a yo-yo, sing it out. Ahoy, like chips ahoy, sing it out. Aye, don't spit me eye, sing it out. Yar, 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 yar. Stuff.